Same old shit, just a different day. I could try to get it, each and every way. Mama need a house, baby need some shoes. Times are getting hard, guess what I'ma do? It's another day on the grind, coming from where we come from. You can't spell hustle without STL. What up, world? It's your boy Bobby, a.k.a. Mr. 511, and I'm here with my brother from another mother. Oh, Yogi314, Yogi, you know, the picnic basket bandit, you know what I'm talking about. I just don't be naked with, like, a tie on. That's just kind of creepy. That bear didn't have pants on at all. I started to think he was a better father. I think I'm <laughs> I That's a, we need to go back and start checking cartoons from like 1975. I'd go back and watch Tom and Jerry on that one, bro. You <laughs> see, he didn't have pants on at all, but then again, he's a bear, whatever. Yeah, I think uh, what was that show, Dexter's Laboratory, when Dexter didn't have a. All he had was his boots as his pants. Yeah. DD. But we're not talking about that today. We got another uh, special episode for y'all today. We got another Clash of the Titans episode for y'all. Part, what is this, three? This is part three. Yeah, part three, uh, Clash of the Titans, man. Two, uh, two heavyweights. Two, two heavyweights. Two heavyweights, man. Um, Both of them are, are all-time, our all-time favorites, for sure. Very, very similar, in my opinion. I agree. Many different aspects. Uh, I'm actually excited about this one. Yeah, this is a good one to talk about. This is right up by both our alleys, but this mm-hmm. is exactly... A good conversation, a comparison that comparison, contrasting, whatever you want to say. Yeah, these two artists and everybody know my favorite artist is right at the time of this this time now is J Cole. Yep. But um, today's Clash of the Titans is covering J Cole and Nasir Jones, man. Yeah, man. Two heavyweights, like you said. Nas being my favorite storyteller personally, and J Cole. Another one of my all-time favorites who I currently listen to. He's one of my most listened to artists as well. Both of them are. And, man, I don't know where to start on this one, but I feel like it's going to be another long-ass episode on this one because I got so much to say with uh, both Titans. So, man, let's get right to it. Um, I feel, you know, I ain't got nothing scripted about this, so this is all off the top of my head, so I ain't nothing scripted about it at all. Ain't no notes prior to mm-hmm. just straight <clears throat> raw stretch of the This point. is all original. Yeah, so it's, it's uh, exactly how I feel at the moment. Um, These two artists, man, same. This, I feel like they were, I feel like they honestly started similar. They started yeah. similar. Like, you got... You have J. Cole, who is, who I would, who I kind of subbed in for Nas after, like, the fact, you know, Nas, he's mm-hmm. been around for decades yeah. now, and uh, what our generation growing up, growing into who we became, J. Cole was right there, and it, that's the artist I feel like that's most relatable to me ever. Yeah. Like, I grew up right with J. Cole as his career was growing, and, um, right. I was trying, but my point was though is you got Drake, who serves in the places like this generation's Jay Z, mm-hmm, like we mentioned last time, and you had Nas and Jay Z back then, and Nas served as the underdog in that situation, and I felt like it's kind of a similar situation. You got superstar Drake, and then you got J Cole, who you can't really call him an underdog. No, you can't at all. That's disrespectful. But he's not. 
you know, as far as terms of superstar, that's not his thing. Nor was that really ever Nas's thing. He wasn't trying to be like the superstar type person. He was just, nah, I'm gonna give you these goddamn cold ass bars, regardless of whatever. I feel like with both Nas and J. Cole, right? Other than them being elite MCs, yeah, top tier lyricists, with both of them, and I said this about J. Cole on Twitter not too long ago, and I'm gonna say the same thing about Nas right now. <clears throat> both of them are the type of artists that that aren't for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're ever in quiet taste. Yeah. Like, you have to, I think I mentioned this before, but with both artists, you really have to think outside the box when it comes to their lyricism and deep storytelling. Yeah, they both require you to do some active listening um, mm-hmm. when it comes to their lyrics, man. It's it's no game. Like, they, like, I don't feel like nobody can really touch these two, these two uh, men's pens, man, when it comes to... Uh, to this rap shit, like yeah. at all, like nobody can touch them. Um, you know what? One of the comparisons though with them that I didn't like at all, I just kind of, I just never understood it. Mm-hmm. Was the Grammy snubbing constantly? Yeah, for like years in their careers, and then Nas get a Grammy like what a few years back? Yeah, he got a Grammy like <clears throat> a couple, almost a couple years ago for uh, King's Disease One. Yeah, which I thought was disrespectful in my opinion. Because like, I don't. Should have been I started. Too. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Like I would say, in the past five plus years, I I started disrespecting the Grammys, meaning that they're basically. I feel like with the Grammys and Eminem did mention this when he was on Sway when he promoted Kamikaze. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the Grammys are actually setting these artists up, especially when it comes to hip hop. And they just want to bring them over so they can make more money and attract more people so they can perform. But they're not giving these artists the actual respect they deserve. Because, like I said, like Nas got snubbed so many times. Like Illmatic easily should have gotten a Grammy. No, Definitely. No questions asked. It was written, should have gotten a Grammy. No questions asked. Yeah, it was written. Uh, Illmatic. Um... There were just so many albums, man. Like, I can name at least five albums that Nas could have gotten easily for a Grammy. Like, like last year, when Cole and Nas got nominated for the offseason in King's Disease 2, I was actually rooting for one of them to win. And it said, no dis- again, no disrespect to Tyler, the creator. I have a lot of respect for Tyler, the creator, even though I don't listen to him on a regular basis. But his album, to me, as a fan of lyricism, was not better than J. Cole's or Nas's album. Like, King's Disease 2 in the offseason, mil- to me, a million times better than Tyler Crater's album. I feel like <clears throat> with the Grammys uh, in these, in, like, both of the cases of uh, Nas and Cole, I just, one, just the Grammys, period, rather. I'm just going to say like that. The Grammys, period, they, they tend to throw black artists in that urban category, and urban can cover whatever the hell goes on with black people or people of color in yeah. music. Um Hence being the reason why I believe Tyler the Creator did get the award. Uh, but they're like my whole like myself. Like I'm going back to what I uh, the reason why I stated that I brought up the whole Grammy thing in the first place was career path. Mm-hmm. Both of their career paths have had a lot of similarities. Yeah, for sure. And um, that that was one of them that I had noticed early on. I was like, well, damn, he just keep getting snubbed for Grammys and shit. And I'm like. Yeah, Nas had this same problem, but but it took Nas like 
it took the Grammys like 20 years to finally give them a yeah. Grammy, which kind of pisses me off to this day, to be honest with you. And I'm like, damn, why would y'all wait to now to just do that? Like, y'all don't really know who this man is, do y'all? But, uh, and like, Cole... And, like, same thing with J. Cole. Sorry, I mean, cut you off, but even the same thing with J. Cole, like, in my personal opinion, 2014 Forest Hills Drive should have gotten a Grammy. Yeah, definitely. And I understand that, I mean... Again, no disrespect to Kendrick. Kendrick is another one of my all-time favorites. I mean, to him, a butterfly. I mean, kudos to him for getting a Grammy. I'm not hating at all, but I personally feel that 2014 Forest Hills Drive was a better album than to him, a butterfly. Yeah, there. Me, me personally, I enjoyed. I enjoyed both of them. I could listen to them all day, but I just relate to 2014 Hills, 2014 Forest Hills Drive better. It's uh both of those albums hold a lot of weight. Um, yeah. To Pimper Butterfly being a very, very um, open, honest, and uh, all around, all around, just a dope project. Mm-hmm. But twenty fourteen Forest Hill Drive was just a little bit more personal. Yeah, and yeah, that you know, you know me. That's that's my favorite Cole album. Yeah, so mine too, actually. <clears throat> I'm always in. I'm always bumping that. I listen to the off season. I might listen to KOD, mm-hmm. swing around to a Born Center, but I'm gonna always go back to 2014 Forza Drive. Yeah, that album's a classic. But um, Illmatic not getting a Grammy was just some crazy shit. I, I don't know what won that year. To be honest, I don't even know if he was nominated that year. I don't think it was even nominated, bro. But I can't remember. I don't think it was nominated at all, which I thought was. If it wasn't nominated, that's really disrespectful. Now, if any of you know if it's got nominated or not, please correct us. But I don't think, I don't think it was. Yeah, when I put this episode up on like the comments, like on Spotify or whatever, wherever that y'all commented, like let us know because I don't remember what was nominated that year. I mean, I could easily look it up, but uh, but I think Illmatic was definitely, to me personally. One of the, if not the greatest debut hip hop album of all time. Yeah, I always say this, and I told you this off the air plenty of times. I always say that in terms of lyricism, Illmatic is easily top five of all time. Some people do call it the greatest hip hop album of all time, which is respectfully true. I say that, and um, Get Richard, I Tryin'. Those two, I always, I always give those um, albums the uh, respect they deserve because like when somebody asks me that like I get asked that all the time off air and I always say get Richard I try when it comes to hits and then lyricism Illmatic yeah 50 had more hits uh, Illmatic well written mm-hmm. and then, then you got what Ether Ether was on Stillmatic Stillmatic right you got, yeah. you got that what shit hold on I think we're going ahead of ourselves we're right going, now. I went way ahead, but <clears throat> still, um, you know what? Speaking of 50, that was the album that he called Pointless, though. Really? He did call Steelmatic Pointless. Oh, I didn't know that. Basically, he said that he felt like it was no need for Steelmatic. I don't know why, but I disagree. Yeah. Because no, uh, Nas needed that. That was nice. Um, Nas was on some flash shit with that, but... Uh, mm-hmm. 2014 Forest Hill Drive is J. Cole's Illmatic. I agree. 
in my opinion. That's his Illmatic. I said uh, the same. I said the same thing to myself when it first came out. Yeah, that's his Illmatic. You know what's crazy, and I think I shared this with you before we uh, recorded. It said that um, 2014 Forcehouse Drive, which was actually released already eight years ago, Yo, we getting freaking old. Never, it never left the chart. Not once. Not once. It's a, I don't think Nas. I could be wrong. I don't think Nas had a single album like that. Probably. Uh, yeah. I don't think Nas had an album that was on the charts for eight years straight. Me neither. Yeah. How long? No. Illmatic went around. Went on that long. No, Illmatic didn't really. I mean, Illmatic went double platinum eventually, but. <clears throat> But it, it took it didn't, in terms of commercial sales, it didn't get the respect it deserved when it first came out. I think Illmatic took its time to reach to the mass audience, and it wasn't until it was written that people started realizing, yeah, he's, you know, he's special. What year did Illmatic come out? Came out in '94. You know, I always get the, I always get it was written. Mixed up with Illmatic in terms of what came out first. I can understand that. I always, I don't know. I just always think it was was written was like the first one, but no, Illmatic. You know what's crazy, bro? You know what's crazy? And I told you this before too, and I'm actually gonna reveal it to the audience right now. But I think the yeah, I was exposed to uh, Stillmatic before Illmatic. Believe it or not, that happened to me because my dad had. Bought Steelmatic mm-hmm. and Steelmatic, uh, it was right around the time. Um, yeah, you know what? Because the Get Yourself a Gun video mm-hmm. was popping, like, it yep. was all over the fucking like internet and TV at the time. <clears throat> and my dad played that song constantly. And then Ether, my cousin and my dad would like go back and forth about Takeover and Ether mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, and that, then that's when that was honestly around the time I started like really diving heavy into Nas though. Yeah, and going back to uh, it was written, of course, um, Illmatic. Was it Nostradamus? Yeah, Nostradamus was the album that came out before Stillmatic. Yeah, Nostradamus. What was the other one? Um, he had. Was it? It's not hip hop. Is dead? Is it? He had Hip Hop is Dead. That came out like in 2006. Okay. But I remember he had I Am, which I actually did like. Because I actually, um, it was after the concert we went to when we saw Wu-Tang and Nas and Buster yeah. Rhymes, which we talked about before, which by the way, that was the a, that was a special night, bro. Old school, not even just old school, just real fucking hip hop show. Yeah. There were, man, you know what I liked about it though? You know what I like about going to these hip hop shows, especially when you go to Legend? You know, you get to see legends like that. Is that they're, the fan base is always so diverse, bro. It's like there's no black, there's no white, there's people of all races. Yeah, all there for the same thing. Exactly. Like, I feel like, and I remember you asked me, I'm actually going to say this now, but I remember you asked me, you know, why I love hip-hop so much. And I told you uh, from a personal standpoint, like it helped me like stand up to myself and it made me like feel powerful in a way. But I was thinking about that after, after uh, you know, I was leaving from here, and I was like, "It was. It's honestly the culture, the only culture that I feel like I'm fully accepted in. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Like, especially going to like all these underground shows, you know, for local artists here in St. Louis. Like, I just feel welcomed and accepted. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I feel like that's what Nas and J. Cole do very well. It's like their music is not just for one specific race. It's for everybody. Yeah. Hip-hop in general, I don't really think was ever a uh, race-based situation mm-hmm. where it was just for one. I then again, I can't say any other music genre is. It's only based for yeah. a certain race, but... Specifically, hip hop um, has never been that. You I mean you have Middle Eastern artists, yep. white artists, Hispanic artists, black artists, um, all different type of people that rap. Hell, reggaeton spun off of hip hop, mm-hmm. and they be down there. Bad Bunny and them, they be down there just they killing it. Vibing, yeah. But um. Yeah, I don't know. I always, when it comes to like these Clash of the Titans, I be trying not to get caught up in so much of the comparison side of it. Right. But it, with these two, it's kind of hard not to because I see so many different similarities, so many different parallels. Yeah. Um, and like like I was saying earlier, I was comparing the, um, Nas's time with Jay Z being the bigger artist as far as celebrity right goes, and now you got Drake who. Is that big? He's that same spinning image, in my opinion. He's that next figurehead mm-hmm. in terms of um, artistry and celebrity or whatever you say goes. Status, yeah. But when it comes to bars and lyrics, it's always that person that opposed that person, mm-hmm. or that's the complete like polar opposite. Which in this case would be J. Cole. Now, yeah, you have it again. We're time where history is repeating itself. And you got that polar opposite. Right. The only thing is, luckily, these two ain't beefing. Thank God. They ain't got that going I, on. I can't imagine. But you clearly can see who's the better MC when it comes to this crab. Like, you can pay attention to who paid attention. You can see who actively engaged with intention to be a great MC. Right. Not to say Drake didn't prepare for that, but standing him up next to Cole. I don't know. You know, I feel like with both artists, like when we when we compare, when we do like a compare and contrast type of thing, I feel like with J. Cole and Nas, they don't they don't try hard to be commercial at all. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, J. Cole's got some, you know, top ten hits. I think Nas I think Nas's biggest hit was that um I Know You Can song off of Got Some. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't like a top ten song though. So even though they have a you know they have a big fan base, but they don't try too hard to be commercial, because Jay Z and Drake were more commercialized than Nas and J Cole, in my opinion. Question: Did J Cole rap over Uchi Wally? I swear in my head, I I remember specifically. I know he, I know he J Cole on that beat. How long ago are we talking? It, it couldn't have been that long ago. Because I remember... It was you, a are freestyle. You, are, you, are you talking about the album of the year freestyle? That he did after KOD dropped? That might be it. Okay. Because I just remember... I was thinking about Uchi Wally and um, Nas at that time. And then I was like, wait a minute. J. Cole did rap over that beat. I remember it. Okay. That might be what you're talking about. 
My phone's dead, so you would have to look that up. But yeah, I'll have to look that up. But yeah, but that <clears throat> I liked it. That was he killed it on that one. But um, yeah, bar for bar, I don't know who I would take for real. I'll probably take. Are you talking about uh Nas and Cole? Bar Let, for let's bar. let's wait for let's wait on that for a second because I know we uh, answered the, that question like at the end, like, the end we, like we've done on the past two yeah class uh, Clash of the Titans episodes. But I want to start with how we became fans of Nas and how we became fans of J Cole. My dad for me was uh like the music hub because he would always have like the latest cassette tape mm-hmm. or whatever artist the latest um, CD. Whatever album was out, he had it. And I would, I would go through his catalog, me and my cousin. We were stuck on Big Timers at the time. But mm. something uh, for me just kind of drove me in the opposite direction. And it was just listening to what somebody was saying and being able to understand what he was saying. So listening to Nas tell a story. And I can't remember which song it was off of... Um, which Illmatic got life's a bitch, right? Yep. With AZ. Yep. I was probably about like nine, and I remember listening to that the very first time and understanding what he was trying to convey in the song. I think it was like, ah, the verse is slowly coming to my head. I'm going to remember this verse. All right. Before the end of this episode, I'm definitely going to remember this verse. But listening to him talk, just running through, I think it was like he was a uh, fuck. I can't remember it, bro. I just, rem- I just remember <laughs> falling in love with this song. It was like my dad is explaining the song, mm-hmm. and I'm just picturing everything he's saying. And Nas for me was the first artist that ever would be rapping about what he had or what he had going on or what he just went through. And my mind is just painting a vivid picture. It was easy. Yeah, he made it digestible. Right, you know, like I said, I was listening to like Lil Wayne and the Big Timers and all them juvenile at the time. They had a video for every fucking thing, so you seen what the hell they and physically you saw what they was trying to what they were talking about. Bling bling, I think at the time was the biggest shit out at the moment. But I'm still in my I'm still in like my dad's apartment with my cousin, just listening to Az and Nas, mm-hmm. or I go to school and we YouTube had just became a thing. I think that was probably like 2002, maybe 2001 or something. I'll take it back. Probably like 2003. With what again? Like whenever YouTube became like a really big thing. It, it was probably around that. Like I didn't really understand what YouTube was. Or I didn't even actually go on YouTube until like 2006, to be honest. Okay, yeah. Because I knew what it was and uh, I was just going to listen to music all the time. Mm-hmm. I knew it was one spot I can go to and listen to whatever I wanted to hear, but uh, that was around the time I caught on to Nas. Okay. Then, uh, as far as Cole goes, um, the latter years of high school, I was like a kid Cuddy fan, super duper hard, like Mr. Rager, mm-hmm. uh, Maui Wowie, listen to all his shit, and then I was like, damn, I want to listen to other. I want what else can I listen to? So I started grabbing because I was at first. I was a real heavy 50 Cent fan. Real heavy 50 yeah. Cent fan. 
Because Get Rich or Die Trying and The Massacre, which was probably which is probably my favorite 50 Cent album. Mm. Uh, the Massacre and then uh, what else was out around that time that I was still just like messing around with listening. Um, Were you listening to Lil Wayne around that time? Yeah, definitely because everybody was on Wayne. Mm-hmm. That was Wayne and like his peak. Peak, yeah, Peak Wayne. Um, I think it was my junior year, though. I'm like, Man on the Moon 2 had came out, senior year. Mm. Man on the Moon 2 had came out. And I was, uh, all I was really paying attention to was Wayne and Drake. I remember clearly now. For some reason, I was just stuck on Wayne and Drake and Young Money for a minute. And then you started catching wind of artists talking a little bit more conscientiously about things. And for some reason, I had dug back off into the past and started listening to shit like my uncle, what I was talking about, like KRS-One. And like artists, he was like, every time music has this thing where it'll do this, this, this funny thing where you will have these southern artists popping, and I was really into Andre 3000. And he, um, if you get into like his full catalog, he has those songs where he, they're, he's talking about something on a different level. He's getting more in depth with it. My dad was getting on my cousin's head about liking Wayne so much damn much, and they would always talk trash to each other about Wayne. And my dad was like, "It's this new kid out." His name's J. Cole. Now, I didn't know J. Cole by J. Cole. I heard who that, who that, and then I'm like, wait, I know that voice. I know that fucking voice. Where I know that voice from? It just sounded a little bit older. I'm like, who? Like, man, that voice sounds so familiar, so I get back on YouTube. Start typing and looking at my search history from, like, years prior, and I'm looking at Show Me Something, and the warm up and get higher and all by then he was going by J. Cole. But right before that he was going he was rapping under the therapist. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, that's that same guy. And then at this time he was signed, I think this when he just had got signed to Rock Nation. Around that time, yeah. That's he had uh got signed and then I left off of him for a year and I came but no not even a year. It was probably about like six months. I came back I had just met one of my homeboys in college, and he was like, man, J. Cole got the warm-up. He got Friday Night Lights. You need to listen to all this. Yeah. So I just took like a week where I was just freshman year of college just bumping nothing but J. Cole, going from like little singles that came out, um, Premeditated Murder, Killers, back to Show Me Something, uh, I think it was got a story to tell. His dead president freestyle, um, Cosmic Kev freestyle that he had out at the time, because everybody would go to Cosmic Kev and drop a freestyle, and then he was just gradually taking off. Then the sideline story came, and I was disappointed, just because it was everything that was. It was like bits and pieces from the warm up. And other songs you heard released. But at the time, I felt like he didn't have any, like, great control. Because I, I, at first, I didn't like that workout song at all. I thought that was, like, hella commercial and annoying. 
That was probably his most commercial song to date, in my opinion. Yeah, I ain't like that shit at all. I think the reason, I think in my opinion, looking back, to me it's not a terrible song, but I think the it wasn't J. Cole that I'm used to listening to. Yeah. I think the reason why he put that song on there was so he can have a have a his fan base can grow. He needed a radio hit. He yeah, said it he, years he, later he, that he needed a radio hit. And I can understand why Nas didn't like that song. Yeah. Because Nas was even uh, disappointed. And Nas is actually one of J. Cole's biggest influences. Because yep. even Nas said that he had he felt like he let him down, hence the song Let Nas Down. Uh, yeah. And he also had posters because he uh, he always said that what was that line man what was one of those lines he, that he said on that song he said Pac was like Jesus Nas wrote the Bible and how do you talk about yeah man, I can't remember it either and man I was thinking about it because I'm not even gonna lie to you like obviously man I can't believe Born Center is almost ten years old like I remember the first time getting fucking old right and uh, man when I first heard that song I was like man. I'm not glad because I thought Workout was like, you know, catchy and stuff like that, but it's not a song I go back to on a regular basis. But I was like, man, Nas really hated that song. Like, and then when J. Cole explained to it, I'm like, man, I could I can understand that now. Yeah, now, because it was like that wasn't you. He wasn't himself. And he's like, right. Nas since they're like, that's not really who you are. Just, right. That was some radio shit. Yeah. And then what and it ultimately was. I mean, granted, I think the next commercial S thing that he did, in my opinion, was that. Joe to see freestyle, and in the morning. I think, I think the morning. But the morning was some smooth shit though. It was smooth. I mean, you got to keep in mind too. J Cole was in his early mid twenties at the time too. Yeah. So of course, you know, he wasn't he wasn't as mature. Yeah. You know, from a lyrical stand from a lyrical standpoint, like you said, he didn't have that much creative control. And I felt like he was under the pressure. Yeah. Of dropping an album because you got to keep in mind. I even. Look this up. I mean, a lot of those songs that were on the sideline story, and I personally don't. I don't hate the album personally. Like I listen to it from time to time, but obviously, you know, like like you said earlier, I go back and listen to Born Center, twenty fourteen, Four Souls Drive, the off season. I mean, I listen. To, I listen to all of them. I'm like, I'm not disappointed in this catalog at all. I'm yeah. not, but I still refuse but, to like. Not like right. I mean, there's just it's there's, become subconscious now. There's bro. albums. I think with every artist, there's like an album or two like where you don't. Listen to on a regular basis. Yeah, like I could say that about any artist, honestly. True, because Kendrick had released that uh remake of the Carter Three, and I thought that was ass. That did not make any sense to me at all. I never understood it. That understood that shit. Mm-hmm. If I ever get a chance to ask, talk to him, I'm like, what the hell was that about? You know, I, you know what, Kendrick. I know this isn't about Kendrick, but I gotta say this too. Now, I wasn't impressed with that overly dedicated. Mixtape either because like his boy like that he was just not himself. I think he was, I think he was actually not in the right state of mind when that came out. Section eighty is what caught my attention to him though, for yeah. real, for real. Like right. what really drew me in again. But yeah, overly dedicated was I. Right. But but let's but uh back to the yeah. two artists we were talking right, about. Right, right. Um, I said I did. Did you say what brought you? No, I didn't. But go you want to finish your thought? Go ahead. I mean, no. I mean, I was pretty much with, done. Yeah. So with me, man, with Nas, like I said, I think Stomatic was actually the very first yeah. album that I was exposed to. You know, it was around the same. It was around that. It was only a few months after the Blueprint came out. I just wanted that orange uh, velour tracksuit he had on. 
That was nice. I wanted that shit back then. I like that album cover. I think that was one of his best album covers. With the pigeon. With the, the pigeon. pigeon. With the bird. It was some sort of bird. I don't was know. the pigeon shitting on the Queensbridge sign or whatever that was? I have no idea. Bro. I don't know. I got too detailed about that shit. I was like, New York dudes is crazy. I don't know why you're thinking about that right now. Because that album cover was hilarious. You might as well flip the bird off. Anyway. But anyway, going back to what I was saying. That, uh. Yeah, man. Stomatic. It caught me off guard in a good way, especially with the intro of that album, because I just like how the beat dropped and, like, you know, he just goes in. But then when Ether came on and he was dissing Jay Z, which Ether, by the way, to me is a top five diss track of all time. How many of your biggest rhymes gonna fall off your fat lips? Jay Z and Cockafella Records. <laughs> Bro, he. He was talking his shit on that song. Yeah, Rockefellers. Ah, that shit. That shit was hilarious, though. It was. it was like he got punchline after punchline on that. I think Nas to me was the first artist where he wasn't trying to like just yell on the mic and try to be hard and gangster and all that. Like he's just this. I just liked his delivery and his storytelling. Yeah. And then I went back and listened, of course, like. The classics like Illmatic and it was written. I personally think I Am's a classic. That's another. I didn't really get into I Am a lot. Yeah. Here's. Go ahead. You you talk about you. No, ahead. you're fine. Um, no, my thing is like with I Am. I didn't actually listen to it straight through until later on. It took, yeah. me, it took me time to get used to it. But yeah, man, like. But Nas, like the thing with Nas though was like kind of going back. Go, kind of going with his flaw, like his flaw early on in his career was his production choices. But his lyricism is what is what made him one of the most well-recognizable MCs ever, in my opinion. Like, there was a time when Nas... I mean, I still think Nas is one of the most influential artists to this day. Man, I just, I, I don't know. With me, it's like I just became hooked to Nas. Like, Nas is in my top three, like I mentioned plenty of times. And that'll never change. And it was just, def- it was definitely on my bucket list to go see him. And I'm glad I did um, when we went to uh, that show back in August before we uh, started doing the podcast. But yeah, man, I, Nas, Nas is definitely my favorite storyteller of all time. That'll never change. Let me ask you this. Go ahead. On what Jay Z song do you think Nas would have really sounded good and would have killed it? If like, like if those like if those two were collabing, had they featured, had Jay Z featured Nas mm-hmm. on a song? Yeah, what song do you think he should have picked? Like original or could be a remix. Original or remix? Did I say remix? No, you said remix. It's not like I said remix. No, no, trust me. I think you said, I think you said <laughs> remix. I'll let you know if you say something weird. Trust me. Man, that's a good question, bro. I gotta think about that for a second. You know what? If I had to pick one song, it would be on the Black Album. And it would be Moment of Clarity. I think I would have... For me, it's gonna be between Empire or State of Mind. Empire State of Mind. Or I couldn't see that, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. I cannot see that because I feel like I can see him on Empire State of Mind. And the reason why is because I cannot imagine that song without Alicia Keys's hook. Like her hook would still be on it. Okay, just right. not featured on. Just the not song. featured on it. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I can see him on that or that uh, 
It's not called Winter Circle, is it? What is the song? Rock Boys in the Building Tonight. That song. What song is that? Bro, I don't know, bro. Let me look, let's see if I can look it up for you. Because although Nas is like this really humble character. Yeah, that's is, what I like about him. Yeah. He is a little bit flashy. Like, he ain't no... And that's where him and Cole differ. Okay, yeah, that that's where sense. they that's yeah. where they differ. Yeah, like you look at Nas. Nas is a fly, flashy yo. He's a guy. He's a fly, flashy guy. But you got J Cole, who is more taking like the more natural, laid back, humble approach. And like I don't really need all that, right? Which is cool because I was looking at um, I was watching video the other day of Cole explaining the writing process, and he refers to this book called The Artist. And how it was prompts in the book that would like how he started writing or getting better at writing. Like when you get up in the morning, write down the first two things you see and try to like make a line, like a bar out of each one. And that's all mm-hmm. he would do for days, months, years. And just were doing it. And he just got better at that shit. And it just ultimately turned into who he is now. Yeah. But um, you got both of them were extremely humble. Seem like really humble people. But you have Nas who. Is a little bit more flashy. He's a little bit more stylish. He is. He's got that. He's got more swagger. Yeah, he sure. got a little bit more swagger yeah. to him. Yeah. Um, Cole, like I said, he takes the more humble approach, which I honor. I like. I admire that in him because what we've up until then, up until him, you always see an artist with jewelry on, sure. and they always got their right. locks done up neatly or whatever. You know, it's crazy because like when we saw J Cole a few years ago, like when we went to Chicago. When he was touring for KOD, yeah, all J Cole had on was a shirt, pair of shorts, and sneakers. Yeah, he that's, had those. That's damn, all he had uh, on. Velour uh, track like, shorts on. He, he, didn't, he didn't wear like them leather jackets or like yeah, jeans. like he was just being a regular dude. Like that's all he is personally. And that's why and I respect that. Yeah. Like I can't stand when artists brag about how they have jewelry and like, oh, I got this, you know, ring for 250K or that kind of thing. Which is fucking a lie half the time. It is. Because it's technically not theirs. I'm like, boy, that shit's so stupid. I'm like, you're using that for a music video. Like, that is so damn dumb. You get all this money and the only thing you buying is these tangible little trinkets. But it's your life, man. I can't judge you, bro. Like, I don't want to judge you. I'm going to do it anyway, but I don't want to. <laughs> right. I want some fly shit, though. I'm not going to lie. I still want me, you know, a couple chains. But I, you know, some little rings, little piggy rings that these hoes know who I am. You know, let my hair down. Hoes. But now, nah, uh. Oh, did I finish uh, about J. Cole? Did I don't I think so. Cole? You hadn't got to J. Cole yet. Oh, okay. Or how you, be- you hadn't got to how you became a fan. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, was going to get to that. So, J. Cole, man, the first time I heard of him was back in 2009 when the Blueprint 3 dropped. He was on A Star is Born. And I actually. I was like, I'm like, who is this guy? Like, I liked his, you know, I liked his flow. You know, yeah. he was really cool, like, laid back or whatever. And obviously, you know, you could tell he was, obviously, looking back, you know, he was obviously much younger back then, like I said. And and I remember I did research on him, like, how we, you know, because I was like, man, how did JC find this guy? Like, I'm, I'm always, like, deep into researching, like, looking at, like, reading artist biographies and stuff like that. And I was reading about J. Cole and, like, his come up. And, like, you know, they were saying, like, how he was born in Germany because both his parents were in the military. Yeah. And I was also, he was actually, he actually did graduate with honors from college. He was a communi- he was a communications major. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. St. John's, yep. You know, he was a communications major. He graduated uh, 
Magnum Cum Laude. Ha! We graduated in the same honors. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I did too. I graduated with honors too. And with him and like, you know, he always, he, now I was going to say this earlier, like, J. Cole and Nas are hustlers, you know, hence why we're calling this podcast the Hustle City Podcast. And obviously, you know, go, I'm going to go back to Nas for a little bit. Like, Nas obviously came from the bottom in Queens. You know, he obviously didn't have any humble beginnings. You know, he went through a lot of trials and tribulations, but he stayed humble at the same time about it. Yeah. You know, he didn't let stress take over, you know, take over his um, up, upbringing, if that makes sense. The same thing with J. Cole, man. Like, J. Cole was consistent in, you know, working on his music because he actually, and there's something else I read, too. Like, he was influenced by so many talented lyricists. Like, he was influenced by Nas, like I said, Eminem, Jay-Z, Andre 3000, Cannabis. You know what? Speaking of Cannabis and J. Cole, and I don't mean to cut you off from, no, you're your, good, bro. Uh, from what you were saying... I, the, when I was talking about the video of him talking about writing, he was like, the reason why he started reading the book and trying to get better at writing was to develop his own style. Because yep. he said, at first, I would write rhymes and I'll write a verse. And this verse, I'll go and do a song with somebody and it'll sound like cannabis. Mm-hmm. Or it'll sound like Nas or somebody shit. And it's like, I don't want to sound like nobody. Right, right. I want my own shit. And that, yeah. I always admired that. I thought that was pretty dope. That he broke down the process of how he ultimately found his own style mm-hmm. and what worked for him. Yeah, and like, yeah, man, definitely. And like another thing too is like, go back to what I was saying. Like, you know, J Cole had to work his ass off too. Like Nas did. Like J Cole actually was outside of J um was outside of um, Jay Z's like studio. I think that he was uh, working at, at the time because he wanted to give Jay Z his demo, but Jay Z actually refused. To listen to it a few times, because I guess Jay Z doesn't like being approached. Like he doesn't like being approached when like, like just somebody just comes up, oh, you know, listen to this or whatever. But then eventually, I guess Jay Z heard J Cole and he just was like, yeah, I gotta sign this kid at the time. And then I listened to the warm up and Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights is what really made me like, yeah, this guy is this guy's gonna make it. Like this guy is gonna be. I think. In the 2010s decade, he was definitely... I'd put him in the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. For sure. When, um... Like... Sorry, I mean, sorry, I mean to cut you off. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, when 2014 Forest Hills Drive... So this is how I looked at it, right? And I still look at it this day. So the warm-up... Not, no, no, excuse me, not the warm-up. The Silent Story. Like you said, it wasn't his best album, but he had to put an album out for his fans. Yeah. Because he, he couldn't leave them hanging. Because it was, like, over four years in the making. And then, but when Born Sinner came out, that was when I'm like, I noticed how his, like, delivery changed. I noticed how he had more control over his production. And I'm like, yeah, like, he's actually on the rise. And then when 2014 Forest Hills Drive came out, I'm like, yeah, this guy's going to be huge. Just like, yeah, he, he's got it he's now. Like, like, he's like, got, like, he's a vet. Like, I, that was when I said to myself, yeah, he's a veteran. Well, yeah, he got one now. And he it takes, it takes, I have a lot of requirements for me to say that about an artist. Like, I'm talking about... Because I look for confidence when they deliver. I look for how much replay value, you know, that artist can put forth in a project. And I also look for the overall theme. And then he, like, accomplished all three of those in, in that album in particular. I was so glad that at around that time when he was still 
projecting upward in the game that he never got caught up in that little Kanye West good music shit. Yeah. Because there was a song with Pusha T, Sai Hada Prince, Kendrick Lamar, and J. Cole, if I'm not mistaken, and Pusha T. If I'm not mistaken, that's that's who was on this song. And it was called Trouble. Or Looking for Trouble. No, Trouble was on Trouble was on Born Center. And that was just No, not that. Not that song. Not that. I know that one. But okay. this was just like a little we just gonna throw this out. Oh, I see. And it's just a lot of heavy hitting like niggas on her spitting. And I can never find that damn song again. Oh my god, I had the internet saves everything, but I know I'm not tripping. Lamar might not Kendrick may have not been on there. I could be wrong about the Kendrick thing, but I swear to you it was Sci High, Pusha T, Cole, Kanye, and somebody else. But whatever the hell it was, whoever the hell. Was it on uh I remember he did a song with Kanye on Friday Night Lights. Was that was that on that? I don't know. Hey. Is song with Kanye on Friday Lights? From what I remember, I think there was, man. I'm going to check it out. All I know is Friday Night Lights when he came on and did the uh, Too Deep for the Intro with um, Erica Badu's Dench, you know, mm-hmm. in the background. I was like, that shit fire. Friday Night Lights is definitely one of my top five mixtapes of all time. Like, that mixtape to me was just so flawless. I honestly think I wish it was on streaming services. That was around the time he was releasing was releasing shit like premeditated murder, yep, and killers. That was my shit though. But when it came to like the truly yours EPs one and two, that was nice. Those were my shit. That was nice. Like can I holler at you? Yeah, and Chris Tucker. Yep, yep. And then that one Kenny Lofton with Jeezy. That shit was fire too. I I, I rock with that stuff. Like wow, I, I remember I, like people was getting sick of me in the summertime. Like, nigga, why is he the only thing you play? Shut up. Mm, okay. Looking for trouble is what you're talking That's about. That's it. So he had so he had Kanye. It was Kanye West featuring Pusha T. Yep. J. Cole. Yep. Sahai the Prince. Yep. And Big Sean. Big Sean. That's who it was on there. Yeah, Kendrick was not on there. Yeah, okay. I knew I'm like, I had to be off about Kendrick. It was somebody else that was like Kendrick-esque a little bit that was on that damn song. But that song, if you listen to, I don't know if you heard it. It's been a minute, bro. Dad, boy, go back and listen to that. That song was before its time. No, I remember listening to it, but I just was man. I just didn't go back. That shit was before its time, and And that was the introduction to like of Psy. I gotta say, to a lot of people, I gotta say this right off the bat, man. Not me cut you off, but I gotta say this, Cole. You gotta put the warm up on Friday Night Lights on Apple Music, Spotify. You gotta put it on streaming services, bro. Or you gotta have vinyls of that. Please put Friday Night Lights on Spotify. That is one of my top five. Bro, I be getting of tired time. of having to go to these little weird dudes' SoundCloud just to find that and then play it in the car. Right. Like, I, because I, that, like, that right there, that carried me through, like, to be honest with you, I played that more than I played Sideline Story. Oh, for sure. Me too. Like, I played that, like, on repeat for oh, a while. The warm-up's a classic, too. That was yeah, the warm-up was a classic. Yeah, Lights Please was the one that. I remember that song. Yeah, that blew him up. And that was on the warm-up. That was when I was in my Jordan phase, having all the Jordans. Man. Shit, but, uh, but yeah, man, Friday Night Lights, that is definitely, if we're, if we're talking about his whole catalog, 
that's easily I would put that in my top three favorite projects, whether yeah. it's album, mixtape. I'm like, yeah, this dude's gonna be a superstar. Now, I always call them like, well, they're projects to an artist, but I'd be just like they secondhand projects. Those that really weren't known mm-hmm. too well. I feel like Nas had a lot of them. Yeah. Because he has a really large catalog, I feel. Oh, or a big enough catalog. He's got like what? Doesn't he have like over 20 albums or something like that? I don't know, man. I mean, I exactly, but Nostradamus was cool, but what was the, what is the other one? Street Disciples? Yeah, Street Disciples, yep. I wasn't feeling that. I don't know why. It and was, I think it was just a beat choice. Yeah, like, the I production. Said, like I said earlier, man, that was uh, that's that was Nas's biggest weakness. Yeah, his kryptonite his, was his lyricism. Famous. His lyricism was not terrible. Yeah, it never was terrible. It's just the production just didn't match, match exactly. Like it didn't blend in with his delivery. He boy done got him right though. Actually, actually, you know what, Nas? Yeah, he as of right now he dropped uh, sixteen albums with King's Disease Three. Yeah. Yeah. So close, close to twenty. Uh, I don't see Nas retiring anytime soon. I mean, no, I don't either. Um, I don't see Jay. I mean, Jay Z's more, so I'm gonna deliver a verse whenever I want to. Yeah, but Nas, you could tell how much he still got a lot of that fight in him. You could so, tell. You could tell that another thing too about these two. You could tell how passionate they are. Yeah. When they uh when they rap as well. Yeah, hey, I know J. Cole says after the fall off he's gonna be gone for a long time. And he might be, but he I still be. feel like you're gonna hear features Yeah, that's what I was about to say. With yep. them on there. With him like him somewhere in there. Cause you know, you got Jid who I feel like he's really supportive of Omen as well, Boz, mm-hmm. all those people, um from Dreamville. They're, you know what? Both of those two, though, they're really, they're kind of like tastemakers in the industry because they have a real good ear for like good artists. Yeah, for Cause sure. Because J. Cole's move to sign Jid was crazy. Yeah. In a good way. It was. Because Jid, yeah, Jid, he, I feel like he's going to be something. Jid is, Jid is He's solidified now, but I feel like he's going to be even bigger than he is. Yeah, I think Jid is, I always, Jid is one of those artists. That I label him as the future. Yeah. And you can tell Jed's got a little bit of Cole influence in him. Yeah. Because I know J. Cole for a fact. He did not look for artists who were cliche when, yeah. he, when he launched Dreamville. Looking for people that's true to self. Exactly. That's why I like his move with uh, Omen. Mm-hmm. Like, he don't get talked about a lot, mm-hmm. but his music is good as hell. Yep. It's the... It's, it's, Man, some of J. Cole's it's artists... It's that shit if you listen to it. Some of J. Cole's artists need more recognition. I mean, Jed is starting to get more recognition. Yeah. Thank God for the Forever Story, too, by the way. When that came yeah, out this year. buddy. But uh, Jed is uh, starting to get recognized a lot more. I want to see Kaz blow up. I was just, when this, I was just I wanna, sitting here thinking about him. If you're not familiar with Kaz, y'all gotta definitely bump that dude. Because they can't knock the hustle when I first heard him. That was the first time I had heard of him. Mm-hmm. Was can't knock the hustle. And uh, I thought that was nice. He had a freestyle on... The Dreamville Gangster Girls mixtape that came out this year, that they dropped. Yeah, they did. Yeah, he had a freestyle that was really dope, and I'm like, I gotta listen to this dude a lot more because. Him he, oh, go ahead. No, you good. Um, if he keeps doing what he does, I think he's gonna blow up. But 
I just wish the fan, like the problem I have right now, this is just a general statement, but the problem I have right now is I think a lot of the fans, especially the younger generation, are gravitating a lot more to commercialized hits than actually taking the time to dissect and digest what the artist is saying. Like I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to mention any names, but you know who I'm. I say the motherfuckers' names. No, That's fine. Uh, yeah. I don't like, want no smoke. But I feel but, like uh, I just wish more people would give these artists who are underrated, like you know, like Kaz and like Earth Gang, or yeah, Earth Gang and All Men, like those guys. They need to give them more praise because I'm just tired of like people who have that much talent being like super underrated. I mean, but you know, Crip was that way for a long time, but that's what pissed he, a lot of people. He still off. is to me. I feel like he's still underrated to a degree, but yeah. he's he's definitely come a long way since his Def Jam days. Oh, for sure. Yeah, with his independent control and all that. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's come a long ass way yeah. since then. And um, wait, is it the J Cole and Crit song? I don't know. If I know there was a song that Crit. Yeah, J Cole. Yeah, J Cole and Crit did uh, do a song together on Crit is here. Oh, okay. Yeah, they did. That was actually pretty nice. Oh, the trust, trust me, or whatever it is. Something like that, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I know that uh, Kendrick, J. Cole, and Crit were on the same song together on uh, one of DJ Khaled's albums. Yeah, I almost said Miss America. That's actually my favorite J. Cole song, believe it or not. Miss America, Miss America. I I love that song. What is my favorite J. Cole song? Because there's so many things that go into like a song being my favorite. I got a list. I got a list of my top ten by J. Cole. I don't really. I've never come up with a list of top ten from J. Cole. I did after the off season dropped. I can definitely share. I can now, definitely. if we talking the off season, and we talking the favorite song, one you know the intro was my shit. Yeah, with Cam, with Cam on, with Cam on, it. on yeah. it. That was that was the way you open the album. Fall for sure. I need T Dub O to get Cameron on some shit. I just want to hear how they sound together. I feel like T Dub O is greedy enough to. Have Cameron on on some shit. I can see, you know what, man. I can see T Double uh, working with either one, J Cole or Nas. St. Louis, yeah, I can see. It's a couple St. Louis artists I can see them working with. Uh, I can definitely see. Well, Smino are just he just recently. Yeah, well, he's been working. Yeah, with shout out to Smino by the Cole, way. But that uh, but yeah, proof. but um, yeah, T Double could definitely work with uh, J Cole or Nas. Was for nice. But yeah, I got a list, man, if you're interested, so... Are you going to get your top 10? I need my top 10? Okay. Let me see. We'll look at it up because I took a screenshot of it. So I had to search it for my uh, past uh, post. Man, in no particular order, I told you, like, Miss America, that's my all-time favorite. O3 Adolescence. I do like uh, A Tale of Two Cities. I'm so glad you performed that live when we saw yeah, the game. Fire. fire Squad. Yeah, Fire Squad was... Can I holler at you? Yeah, it was, it was I, I liked, I liked it. it cool. I liked it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I like, I just like how it started the EP at the time. Yeah. The climb, yeah, the climb back off of the off uh-huh. season. No role models for sure. Yeah, I do like a dollar and a dream three. I did mm. like how I did, I did like that as the intro for the silent story. And I do like how I do like the title of that just in general because I used to have that mentality just having. You know, just making it, you know, I want to have a dollar and I just want to make sure I fulfill my dream. That's how I, that's why I like that song. Of Illuminati, how that started on Born Center. 
And I did like Let Nas Down. I did like that song. If I had to pick 10 from Cole, mm-hmm. from, we're going to go to Friday Lights, and I'm definitely going to scoop up. Um, God damn it. I just said this song. Am I the hell? Looking I'm for trouble? No, not looking for trouble. Um, the one with the Erica Badu uh, B playing on it. How the hell did I forget the name of this song? Too deep for the intro. I'm going mm-hmm. too deep for the intro. Okay. I'm going to go Let Nas Down. Yeah. 03 Adolescence. Ooh. Was it January 28th? Yeah, that intro, yep. Yeah. Um, Fire Squad. Oh, for sure. Um, then another five. I'm going to have to go ahead and go to... I'm going to go back to Born Center. Uh, you know what? Even though it was more of a commercial hit, I did enjoy Cricket Smile. I did like that song too, bro. Crooked Smile. Um, Premeditated Murder. Mm. Killers. And. uh, Yeah, the end. Did I say the intro from. uh, Yeah, from the offseason. Yeah, from the offseason. Yeah, Yeah. so that's about my 10 right there. No, you already did. Don't you got one more? I thought that was 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you might have been 10. Um, I don't know. We can't count. I know we can't. We here at the Hustle City Podcast do not take math serious. Very seriously. It doesn't exist. <laughs> this ain't algebra. Yeah, this ain't algebra. I'm not teaching you all that. I don't. Even though I passed. You know what? It was crazy because I passed all my college math classes except three. In high school, geometry whooped my ass. And in college, trigonometry really? whooped my ass. And I, this how I knew I was not meant to build bridges. Did you have a bad teacher or something? No, it was just my brain. Like, now I got ADHD. I hate... And you know what was crazy? Uh, I just never could get into it. It was just annoying. I'm like, oh my God, angles, this, that. No, Pythagorean theorem. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> I've always was... I was more into calculus and algebra. It was easy. Them classes were easy. But I don't like math, period, to be honest. Hell, I hate adding. Still, to this day, I still hate addition. And do it very well, and I hate that shit. I'm like, why do I got to count this out? Go to the bank to make a deposit. Got to count all this money before I put it in the bank. Got to do this, got to do that. Gotta, and if I don't got my phone, if my phone's dead, now I got to be my calculator? Freaking hate it. Freaking hate numbers. I mean, lie, men lie. I guess numbers don't, but whatever. They suck, I can tell you that. Then these kids out here learning Common Core math, whatever the hell that is, and apparently it's easier than what the hell we learned. Some bullshit now, I think, but now I'm mad at a whole other reason. Back to J. Cole and Nas. Man. Yeah. You got a favorite uh, Nas song? Ha! Top 10 from Nas. Oh, man, I don't know if I can go top 10. I don't know if I... I mean, do I got a top 10 from Nas? I probably got like a top 5 from Nas. Yeah, I think I got a top 5 too. Because Nas got too many songs. Too many. Yeah, way too many songs. But I'm going to start it off with uh, Ether automatically. Oh, yeah. Then I'm going to start it off with uh, Life's a Bitch. Mm. Rewind. Mm. The Flyest okay. from Steelmatic. Okay. Uh, and then Got Yourself a Gun. Yeah, it seems like you like the... Steelmatic is definitely one of your favorite yeah. albums by him. Because that's like where a lot of my uh, favorite Nas songs mm. came from. Okay. But I'll take one mic, even though it was commercial. 
somewhat. That yeah, one mic is definitely my favorite not song of all time. I like I one mic. One mic. I do like Ether. Halftime. New York State of Mind. And if I could pick one more. I gave you power. What was the song with him and Diddy? You can hate me now. Yeah. Yeah. What I want to stop yeah. now. Hey, that video as a kid, seeing that shit, mm-hmm. him walking all cool in like the black leather trench coat and shit, fly. Bro, remember when he performed that yeah. at the show? The crowd went crazy. Yeah, that was that that was that show. His performance alone. Then that song he got with Raekwon. I always forget the name of Bro, it. Bro, you know what's crazy? He looked fresh as hell, too, on that show. Like, he had, like, a white... Yeah, because like, he switched clothes. Yeah. He came out with the camo on. And then he came... Then he switched into, like, the white... Uh, like, the, like, a white, you know, like, collared, you know, casual shirt and, like, some shorts. And, like, yeah. he had, like, a blue... Man, he looked... Man, it was... Man, that show, man, that's... That was an unforgettable night. Yeah, with Wu-Tang being there. And then Bus. They did their thing, though. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to uh, shout out to Nas Wu Tang and Buster Rhymes, man. Shout out to J Cole too. We were, we were blessed to see him. Yeah, KOD tour. That Chicago crowd was live. Live. I think Chicago is the best city when it comes to entertainment. No matter if it's like sports, music. Mm, the Bulls is kind of ass. No, I'm just saying. I'm talking about like when the way that like, like the fan turnout. Yeah. Yeah, they always gonna come out in Chicago. Um, I don't think I've ever been to another Atlanta though. I've never been to a show in Atlanta. Atlanta and Memphis. I've been to a show. I think the only shows I've been to outside of St. Louis were in Detroit and Chicago. I think that might be it. Mm. Hey, go to a show in Atlanta. Okay, go to a major artist show in Atlanta because that should, we should definitely. They gonna show their ass. Yeah, we should definitely do that. They gonna be down there. If it's somebody they really vibe with. Yeah, like and they ain't even gotta be from Atlanta. If they really fucking with you, you mm-hmm. gonna bring all of Atlanta out and they gonna be They gonna be popping. There. I don't know. I can't remember the footage I seen from J. Cole and them in Atlanta, but I feel like they damn resolved that damn stadium out. I I can definitely see a lot of fans in Atlanta, like really going live for J. Cole. Yeah. But um Hell was I about to move to? I don't know. Where we at right now? And we were just talking about... We had like an hour and a half. Right now. I don't know about an hour and a half. We covered like how we became fans. We became, how we became fans, you know. Random like, ass thoughts about them. And yeah. Facts. Uh, fun fact, I am Jaco. Ha! Yeah. Not really. Let's see. Let's see how we would respond if you heard that. <laughs> um, shit. I guess the verses. Yeah, verses. You got man. the verses, Bobby. Who you taking? Oh, I, I got no verse on this one. Who you taking? Oh my verses. god, bro. Man, verses. You know what, bro? This is. I knew you were gonna. Because I did say I was going to tell you what I thought before we recorded this. And this is going to be kind of a crazy answer. But depending on... So, if we're going to talk... I think it can go either way. Because if we're talking about strict, like just strictly lyricism, I'm going to give that to Nas easily. If we're talking about hits, because J. Cole has more hits than Nas, obviously. I'm going to go with Nas. But, man, picking one of them, just for the simple fact... 
I personally feel that Nas is a better storyteller than J. Cole, I feel like. I'm gonna, like I said, man, I think Nas has that to his advantage, but J. Cole has those heads, so I don't know, bro. Like, it's, that's probably one of the only, one of the very few, when I'm talking about very few, versus battles that could possibly go either way. Either way. But I'm just going to stick with it, man. Storytelling, I'm, I'm going to go with Nas, but in terms of hit making and, you know, impact with, but, you know, just staying to staying true to himself, I'm going to go with J. Cole on that one. But I don't know, man. That's either or. I got to really, I got to rethink that one, but I'm going to let you say what you think about that. Personally, all right. If we breaking it down. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, if we was, if I'm looking at like lyricism for lyricism, mm-hmm. Nas is the better storyteller. Yeah. But Cole has a way that through his just years of writing and mm-hmm. forming and growing within himself yeah. and as an artist, has found a way to paint a picture right. really, really vividly. Yeah. Without it even being a without the story having any storyline. Like if you go back to his verse with uh 21 Savage on a lot. Yeah. And you listen to what he's saying. Yeah, I like that song. How he's pinpointing out certain shit. He has a real good way of getting his point across. Right. So for me, if it's lyricism, yeah, I'll take Nas. Right. But when it comes to being able to deliver, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit more... I think versus I think versatility. I'm gonna add something too. I think versatility. I think J Cole's got that. Ah, uh, yeah, he like yeah. I'll take Cole when it comes to versatility. Yeah, but I'm taking Cole when it comes to like delivery. Mm-hmm. Like Nas' delivery is impeccable. Yeah, for sure. But Cole's delivery is just something special about it. Yeah, and I still I'm still trying to figure out exactly how to word that. But I would take Cole in that. But if we overall in the verses though, I'm probably going to take Cole. Okay. Reason ultimately being one, like I said, he has that ability to orotate and get his point across very, very clear. Yeah. Two, he's a little, he's, well, of course he's younger, mm-hmm. but he still has that, like, he still got a little bit of that dog in him. And you see it every time. Right. He feel like he got to rear his head. Like, what you say? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, watch this. Like, mm-hmm. he ain't got no problem making somebody look like a fool. Yeah. At all. Like the chance to rapper situation, but he does that. But he does that like low key though. He doesn't. Yeah, make, like he doesn't, he doesn't make it obvious. And that's the thing; it's yeah. not obvious. Yeah. They won't even know that he just yeah. slits your damn throat. You know what, bro? I think I'm gonna, I think I agree with you though with what you're saying. I think I think I was gonna. I think I am gonna stick with Cole overall, just yeah. because of the simple. Because I feel like I feel like Cole's music, especially no matter what generation you're talking about, because he does have a lot of old and new. You know, his, he has an old and, you know, younger fan base. I think that kind of gives him an edge just a little bit, I feel like. Because I think Nas has more old school hip-hop heads, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah, he has some of the young ones too. No, he does. I'm not I'm not taking that away from him. But I feel like J. Cole, like his 
like his overall catalog does attract both sides though. Yeah. That's what that's what I'm trying to get at. Like I mean don't get me wrong, Nas does too. Like I'm not taking that away, but yeah, I think I think just Cole cuz he does have more hits and he does I feel like he definitely does have more I think in today's time he definitely has more replay more replay value than Nas. No disrespect to Nas at all. Yeah. But I but kind of like what you're saying, I think his delivery I think that kind of gives him the ed- that kind of gives him the edge and like yeah, his delivery is just I, still it's just a little bit more. I think more people. Grittier. I think more people would go back to listening to Cole than Nas personally. I think yeah, I, I think so too. I think a lot of people from my generation they're gonna obviously and take Nas. They I mean, take uh, Cole. Yeah, but I think outside of us, I, no, I feel like people will take Nas. But I wouldn't disrespect anybody who said not, that. Nas yeah, I wouldn't like, disrespect because yeah. I can. I would understand why totally. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, but like I said, Nas is swagger though. Mm-hmm. He gonna brag on some humble shit. Yeah. And this is gonna be the coolest. He gonna probably say the coolest shit ever. Yeah. That's just what I feel about Nas. Like, Cole ain't about being cool. Mm-hmm. But Nas is. And Nas got that, like, cool. Right. He's the cool guy. He's the low key cool guy. He is. And yeah. that's the thing that draws. That's what drew me to him. I'm like, okay. I like this. But also, now you got Cole. And it's like, well, damn, I appreciate this. Yeah. Because now you're seeing. Two different sides of the coin. You getting to see the glitz and the glamour with Nas a little bit, and then you got Cole, who's more like I'm down to earth. I'm right. Like, I did this because I just wanted to rap, bro, and I liked it. I think more people. I think. I don't know. I think with Nas, like he's definitely one of the top OGs in the game for sure. Yeah. But I think when it comes to verses, I think what people are looking for is just, I think it depends which, I think it ultimately depends on which song has more replay value. Yeah. And even though, like, don't get me wrong, Nas is, I definitely have Nas ranked higher than Cole. I think you do. I'm pretty sure you could say the same thing too. Off rip, automatically. Mm-hmm. I feel like Nas, though, he does get a lot more praise for his older joints than he does his new stuff. But I think Only because I feel like it's a lot more people that identify with it. That that part I can agree with, but I think now he's getting the, he, mo- the most critically acclaimed. Yeah. Especially in the past couple of years because of him working with Hit Boy. Hit Boy, yeah. Hit Boy, I his think, production has totally been taking Nas to a... Different level. Different level. Yeah. I was happy when they went and got uh what's the dude gonna be producing? Um he's from I think dude from Detroit, but he always plays to my favorite game from Kansas City online. What's that producer's name? C note. Okay. Honorable C note. Mm-hmm. Big dude. They got him in their roster too. When he if he get his chance to put some lace some shit on the eyes, yeah. he gonna lace them. Right. Like I don't think I don't think not. I think not. I think, like I said, J. Cole, to me personally, he didn't, he's never really disappointed me. Yeah. I'm going to admit, I'm going to admit this. I think I told you this before. Nas did on at least two or three albums he did. Like that, a Nasir album that only had like seven tracks. Yeah. That came out like six years after Life is Good. Life is Good was definitely, to me, another comeback album from Nas. Because. Yeah. Yeah. That's my shit. He did have his production. I think that was his 
one of his best produced albums before Hit Boy yeah. worked with him. And I was actually, to be honest, I was actually rooting. That was that was probably one of the only two or three albums that I actually would like to see him. That I would have liked to see him win a Grammy for. Because I was I was really rooting for that album a lot too. Yeah. But it was it was the same year that Good Kid, Mad City came out. But Good Kid, Mad City didn't even win the album. Didn't, didn't even win a, not win an album. Win a Who Grammy. Gave that to? They gave that to Macklemore. Fucking free bags. <laughs> and I don't mean gay when I say you know what I don't care shit. I ain't homophobic. Whatever. I say what I want. But man, I definitely wouldn't yell out that F A G word though loud. That I wouldn't do that, y'all. I love y'all. <laughs> I love people too much to be doing that. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think another. Um, yeah, we didn't say. Uh, I think this might be a little obvious, but who is more influential? I gotta give that. I gotta give that one to. Uh, I gave that one to Nas. Nas, yeah, Nas. I mean, J Cole. J Cole has influenced. You know, definitely some of the newer artists coming up. But yeah, Nas. He ain't been in the game. He ain't been in the game long Nas. enough, right? Right, like Nas is transcending all generations. Yeah. Like the fact that even they they don't like his music, mm-hmm. they still take time out to listen and be like, well, yeah. yeah, Like I was watching a watching a uh, bunch of young rappers. I forgot who which ones were speaking. They were talking about uh, their parents influencing on music, mm-hmm. how they influenced them. A lot of them mentioned Nas, right? Yeah. When they bring them up, especially a lot of the New York artists, they they mentioned Nas. Mm-hmm. Granted, you know a lot of them like Hove, but. Did we ever answer last time who was more influential between Drake and Hope? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. We did, we did not. We no, did we not didn't. do that. I just thought about that now that I, but shit. I asked that. Hope had them niggas in New York in a headlock. Oh, for sure. He was, and not even New York. I, Every time I bump I, into an old head, they get to talking about music. The, though. One the, person they come at me with is Hope. Yeah. To me, though, like. Who was definitely to me? He still is. I think the king of New York. Always gonna be. Yeah, he's always gonna be. Like, there's nobody. There's nobody that's gonna be like him. Except the Kendrick called himself that, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, Hov is man. So we. Well, you said you got Hov on that one. I, I got Hov on that one. I take Hov over Drake on that. I mean, Drake yeah. does have a good influence mm-hmm. because he's been building a great rapport with the younger yeah. artists. But that's more so for some looks and some features. Right. Other than that, it it ain't. We check for Jacob. We check for Drake in the summertime a lot. If you being honest, right. we check for Drake in the summertime. Yeah. And we, random times throughout the year, we expect a lot of hits. When he say something, yeah. we expect a lot of hits from him. Mm-hmm. You never know when Hove is coming. For sure. And when he does, he doesn't miss. No, he doesn't. I think I still feel like him and Rick Ross. Are great together. You talking about Hov and Rick Ross? Oh, Hov. They can make a collab album. I feel like they're great together as well. Yeah. I don't know if I could ever see him and Fifty Cent having ever really. Who's that? Hov and Fifty. I don't know. Maybe on that How to Rob song, just because when it came to Summer Jam, he told Fifty, "Hey, I'm going." This year, whatever. I feel like if they had like back that that fifty from back then, like mm-hmm. back when he was like, "I'm all about a dollar." What the fuck? Who the fuck is Fifty Cent? Mm-hmm. Like, I get that. Like that hove and that fifty may could have had like some type of collab, okay. but now I feel like hove is so like far beyond. Oh, hove would definitely. 
it wouldn't really make sense. I don't know it, if I it had wouldn't, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a challenge. It wouldn't be it wouldn't sound right if it was yeah. them two on the track. Which is probably why we never really maybe, got maybe back in like two thousand three, like when fifty yeah. was, when fifty debuted in like But now nah, I can't even I, I couldn't see, see it right that. now. I couldn't see that happening right now. Somebody put in French Montana. That was NBA Youngboy who said his other top influences. Yeah, I don't and, know if that NBA was, Young Boy is weird. NBA Youngboy, man, like French Montana, I think that's like the only artist in his top five that's to him was quote unquote, you know, veteran. But but it's but you gotta keep in mind though, NBA Youngboy, he's still he's in his early twenties. Obviously learn. he grew up. You know, he grew up listening to different... Now, the Soldier Slim, I understood why. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, you know what? They no. both from Louisiana, and Soldier Slim was a gutter. Like, if you really into, like, music, and you dive, dive, like, especially if you dive into, like, the southern part of it, Soldier Slim is a legend. Damn near folklore. I can respect, yeah, I can definitely respect that. But Soldier Slim is a legend. And, uh... I thought he got a lot of the youngins though out of out of Louisiana because mm-hmm. I know they mamas or somebody was listening to the Soul Slim back then. You know, what's, you know what's crazy, bro? And I just thought about this. I know we were talking about versatility and artists expanding their horizons, but I feel like, but I feel like J Cole could honestly record with almost any artist. Like he recorded, like the first time he recorded with Young Thug. To me, that was unexpected. What was that on London? He he did a song with. Some you might be right. I think was that yeah, maybe he, he had him. Yeah. It was Jake. Yeah, it was Cole Thug, and I think Travis Scott was yep, on. Yeah, London. Yeah, I think J Cole definitely has that on Edge over Nas too, because I couldn't see Nas recording. You know, I couldn't see Nas recording that many. I mean, what was I gonna say? I couldn't see Nas recording songs like that with that many younger artists. Like I guess like he did a song with Five Year Four, and I know that, and I know he did a song with like Lil Durk on King's Disease. But I don't see. I, I would never. I could never imagine Nas doing a song with Young Thug. Hell, Lil Durk is a stretch for me and Nas, in my opinion. That's a but damn the diff- stretch. The difference. But you know what though, Lil Durk, even though he's not the greatest, like one of the like one of the go tos for me and you, like I feel like Durk definitely has that storytelling ability. Yeah, he got it in him because he got it in him. I'm, he's got that in him. I mean, we've heard it before. He know how to be calm too, though. Yeah, I like I I, I don't I give Dirk a lot of shit for like the violent crazy shit he put yeah. out. But he's but he has those songs but that's more on the conscious side too. I feel like he he I mean, can paint a picture. Yeah, even when it's Chicago and mm-hmm. he's just on some laid back shit. He right, know, he does not tame himself. But I couldn't see well him. enough to be calm enough to make some cool but shit. But like I can't see I could see this might sound crazy. I could see Jay I could see Jay Cole recording a song with Amy Youngboy more than Nas would. Because J. Cole has recorded some songs with artists that I wouldn't expect him to record with. And they, they still came out fire. I'm not going to take that away. Yeah, because him and Moneybag, yo, that threw me off for a second. They, did, that, they came that's, out good. That's, a, that's another example, too. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, But even NBA, even the Moneybag was like, he had to get that feature. He wanted that feature. But he was like, when they were doing it, Cole, at first he was trying think, to come with some shit that he thought Cole about, would like. Think about how much that helped him get a young boy. I mean, Moneybag, yo's career, though. It did. He said he needed yeah, that feature, but he right. was like, the thing that tripped me out, he was like, when he was talking to Cole, he was like, yeah, I got this line of Cole. When he let Cole hear it, he was like, nah, I know you probably want to go with some shit you think is my speed, but nah, I yeah. want to see what your world is like. Right, right. And then they came up with that song and it was fly. But that's because people think Cole can't switch between 
you know, conscientious. But that's and, what, but that's where the versatility comes. Yeah, from. And, it, yeah. and people think he can't turn it off. Or artists can't turn that off if that's all yeah. they talk about. Even Kendrick has done it. Look at um, uh, was it? Is that, what's that song? Is it Silent Hill? Whatever that song is, on um, Mr. Morale, the song with him and Kodak. Yeah, that threw me off. Like even way. Kodak being throughout the album. Yeah, you see, but you have songs like back in like two thousand and twelve. The song with um, what was Keith Chief Keith's cousin that passed away? Oh, Fredo. That's Fredo Santana. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. And Kendrick on that. They jealous of me. Mm-hmm. song like that threw me way off when I heard it the first time right. because these are two totally different people see that's the good thing about Cole though but the shit came out good with Kendrick that's, though yeah that's, and I was like that's, that's like with Cole but with I couldn't see Nas doing that as much as Cole though that's my point yeah that's I can't like, see Nas that's, that's what I was trying to tell you young young boy. you kind of gave me a weird look when I was but saying yeah, that yeah. yeah I'm on the same page I'm like yeah. I, I can't okay. see an NBA young boy feature with Nas but I'm pretty sure if they did sit down they could probably come up with something that's same thing with Cole, like Cole and NBA young boy I'm sure they could come up with something fire yeah I feel like that'll definitely put his career in a different yeah, path, though. Sure. Um, Let me ask you this: Do you tend on the side, like when you're like just driving randomly, do you tend to listen to Cole more, or Nas more? It depends on what mood I'm in mm-hmm. that day. Like early in the day, in the day, I don't really start my like day off with music, but like when I'm about to get up and get the moving, I'm probably gonna start off with Cole, and it's gonna be something from like not recent Cole. It's gonna be more older Cole. Yeah. So it's gonna be like, like I'll keep referencing. It's gonna be like premeditated murder or something from love, mm-hmm. the warm up or something like that. Then as the t- day progresses, the evening hit. I'm probably in the mood to listen to yeah. Nas. Okay. I'm winding down and I'm just like, hey, I'm gonna go take it back old school real quick. Man, for me, I tend to listen to Nas a lot more when it's like whenever he's dropping a new album. With Cole though, I listen. To, I personally probably listen to Cole more. Even though Nas is like higher ranking, yeah, but I just feel like that's because of the times that we in right that's now. What we, that's what I'm saying. We can relate yeah. more to Cole than we can relate to Nas because, like, you got to keep in mind the time that we were born. We were kind of born in the middle between like the old school. And yeah, the new. we were kind of like we we're kind of like in the middle of that. Yeah, we right on the cusp of that change. Yeah, so we can relate more to Cole and Drake and Kendrick right. than we can Nas, Hov, and Dre and yeah. M and them mm-hmm. like that because they was already grown. When we was kids. Yeah. So, you know, you know, really, this still drives me crazy to this day. Like, it's amazing how Nas was only 20 years old when Illmatic dropped. Yeah. And, like, for him to be that young and talented and dropping a classic like that, you cannot say that with too many artists nowadays. It's a song, and I don't know if it's on Illmatic. It might be, like, a skit or an interlude or something, but he was rapping from, like, the perspective of a gun. Yeah, it was no, it was on. I think it was on. It was written. What song is that's that? That's why I, was, I mentioned that earlier. That was one of my top five favorite uh, Nas songs. I gave you power. That's the name of that song. When he was rapping from a yeah, he had like a storytelling like rapping from his uh, point of view, and it came like full circle. But yeah, it was or like, like he was, or like he was rapping that song backwards. I think was what it was. Maybe, but it, it was specifically it was like he was. It was. He, I think it was rapping. Yeah, he was rapping from like a gun's perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was yeah, like yeah, 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 that was like gave you power. Yeah, that was one of my that sh- bro. I remember a lot of dudes from New York. Giving him like crap for that, you you could tell, you could tell Joanna Lucas was influenced by that. Because remember that song, Keep It One Hundred, and yeah. when he was rapping from that one hundred dollar bill, I could tell he got that from Nas. That's another person we need to find. Oh, we'll definitely get to that a- ASAP. Someone because because people 
I don't I don't hear a lot of people really talking about Joiner. But the other than the ones that know. Right. Like we right. know. Right, right, right. Like if you've been to his shows, if you've been to the dive in his catalog, mm-hmm. if you call him back like Ross Kappa, whatever, I almost said Cappuccino, you used to correct me about this shit. Cappuccino yeah, Cappuccione or something like Capitione, that. Cappuccino, yeah, yeah, I hate that name. It's just too weird to say. <laughs> Shout out to him, Lisi. I'm glad he didn't die. Right, man. Because that was some crazy stuff. That, that was a, that was a big blessing. But uh, thank, thank God. For back that, then, like listening to him then and now, Winter Blues, and uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely talk about him on a future episode. Are you talking about like doing a Clash of the Titans episode? I don't know who we get. You know we what? can like we match get, him up with. You though. know, we can have an, we could just have an episode just strictly dedicated to him, honestly. Because I might we might do an album review. Yeah, we could definitely do it. ADHD. Yeah, wow, it's been almost three years since that. Yeah. In March, it'll be three years. Since. I was waiting for that one to come out. Just because I'm a fellow ADHD head, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's good. Not to give too much away. I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, well, yeah, we could definitely uh, talk about him, for sure. Thank God he's independent, though. That's all I'm going to say on that. Yeah, the independent movement is the way to go. Yeah. yeah. If you're an artist out there and you're looking for consulting, do not call either one of us. We don't know shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I would suggest going independently, man. I like to see uh, how far they're willing to take it to get to where they want to be as independent artists. There's nothing wrong with being on a major label. You just got to be really careful. You just got to be able to make sure when it's time to get out that deal, you know how to get out that deal smoothly. No, not just that, but you got to make sure you read that contract. He just told me that. Yeah. And I told you that too. And I thought, you, and I believed you too. Saying that I thought it was there. Like, it's on silent, but that was Michael. Who, uh, I, I have know. a feeling that's that was Mike again. Interrupted. Yeah. Thank you, Michael, for yeah. bombarding the, the episode. Like, is this going to happen on every episode? You bastard. Because I feel like this happened like over half the episodes we've done so far. Nah, you, now you just, it's a stretch. This only happened on a couple. Uh, okay. It's a stretch. You're stretching it now. I'm starting with Spade, bro. Like, Shut up. Bobby just got his phone on silent. His porn notifications don't go off loud. Hey, I ain't no cheater. I said porn. I, I don't care. That's so cheating to me. That's not cheating. At I'm all. A, man, I'm we a got saint. Two different life views. I'm a saint. Under who I almost said Muhammad, but you know what? I ain't got time <laughs> for this. This is not about religion. Nah, I'm definitely not. That man JT said I'm all about a dollar. Who the fuck is fifty cent? That's nice. Every time I hear that suit, that I'll be like, damn. You know what? I think the game said something like that, too. The game can shut the hell up. That's what he can do. He was doing good. Back, back, I'm talking about back like when, like in his beginning stages, like when he, when he dropped LAX. Oh. I, I think he said something like, I'm about a buck 50 cent, ain't real, or something like that. That man then, shut it up. I guess anyway. We, we oh, like, that's what we finna get into. The game, because uh, I'm definitely going over West Side's do- documentary. See that? See that? I just, I'm sleepy, okay? My brain just, I almost popped that album, West Side Story. That's just one song off the day. <laughs> that was a good album, though, man. Yeah. No, for a classic, I cannot take that away from him. I can't believe he thought this was a good thing to do, though, and this Eminem. 
I bet Eminem was just sitting and chilling. Like, why would I respond to this? Well, Eminem's posted. He's focused on his kid. He ain't worried about that. Ooh, Eminem's just chilling, you know. He's trying know. to make sure Haley don't marry no black man. That's all that is. Aw, oh, man. Don't don't start throwing shots like that right now. Yep. I'm getting it started early. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make us controversial hella early, Bobby. Oh man. This is what comes with being my friend. We finna be controversial. Hella early. But anyway. What is the most racist thing I could say? I'm black. I can't be racist. Oh! I could talk about a certain particular people, but I won't talk about them because right now, one of us is missing and has been missing for weeks. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, we know. (laughs) We're not going to get into that right now. (laughs) Oh, I got no problem with them people either. I just want their money. That's all I want. I man. want the money from the big corporations. I all, all, I can say, all I can say is, man, I, I'm so glad that J. Cole and Nas aren't missing. <sighs> I'm glad that they're smart. That'd be weird as they're hell. Two, they're definitely two of the most intelligent I feel like if artists Drake ever. came up missing, Kanye does have something to do with that. I feel like Kanye got a chamber somewhere where he'll probably lock, lock away. <laughs> Travis Scott, Drake, Chick-fil-A. Kid Cudi. That's what I say, Kid Cudi. <laughs> Everybody that he think it might be some, uh, potentially better than him, <laughs> cause you see, them the only people he started issues with, like the people that well, Jesus, when that was out, Travis was producing a lot of that. Mm, yep. So, and I don't even think what Al Farrell. How long was he removed from Al Farrell at that point? The days of the rodeo, whatever even come out? No, Days of the Rodeo came out like, no days before Rodeo came out. Like a year before Rodeo came out. Because that was a mixtape. It came out like a year before his first album came out. Cause that that was my that was my shit. It's it's funny, man, because like that's like see, that's kinda like a that's kinda like with J. Cole, man. Like his his like first couple of mixtapes were better than his first album. Yeah. Cause that was my shit. I remember drugs you should try mm-hmm. was like around the time uh music count took a weird turn, but I had already passed out my phase of sm- nah, that's a lie. I did not stop smoking weed around that time. I, <laughs> I was still smoking weed like crazy. I just can't do it no more though. Thank God. It's just like it's a nasty habit to keep after a while. Like I'm not saying you nasty if you do it. Me personally, I just like I don't want my lips changing color. Like I'm black, I don't want my lips to be black. I like my lips. No pink. offense, bro. I don't even want to tell the difference. But my lips ain't black though. Like I'm talking about like Man, I'm not even gonna look at your mouth and like judge. Your that's color. what you was just doing, yo freak ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no tough Bobby over here wilding, bro. I'm gonna kick Bobby out because. We got time for this. So let me ask you this too. Let's go back to let's go back to J Cole and Nas, man. Just to keep it keep it relevant. If you had to pick one album for just an ordinary fan who has never heard J Cole and Nas, if you had to pick one album from each, which one would it be? Boom! Steelmatic from Nas off the rip. Okay. You know what? I start him off like with Cole. I want you to listen to Born Center. I'm surprised you said that one, actually. I thought you were going to say... Tw- you know what I, I was going to say my favorite one. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that one. But, 
I will start them off with Born Center. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, hit, listen to this. Then you'll graduate to this. Oh, I got And this will lead you here. That makes sense. And that is why we're over here. Yeah. So. Man, I guess we're ready to wrap this up. I damn sure wouldn't play Nostradamus. I thought that album title was retarded at first, but I'm not even going to lie. I said this before, man. Like, Nostradamus was not... It wasn't... It was just the production, I think. I think it was the production. It was one of those, but, like I said, his lyrics were, his lyrics were there, but yeah. yeah, his production, man, was just not... It wasn't what where it was supposed it. to be. On that one. And I was like, whoever the hell told this told this brother this was okay? They they lying Nas. They were trying to keep Nas. I think Jay-Z hired his producers. <laughs> That's what it was. Jay-Z been trying to keep Nas out the way. Man, their beef... Oh, my God. I'm just glad it didn't get ugly. I think the ugliest it got was in 2001. What was that? That was when, um, that was, yeah, that was when Hove dropped TakeOver and then Nas responded to Ether. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, but I'm thinking, like, something happened, like, on the streets, you know? That was, like, a straight-up hip-hop beef, though. Yeah. That That was, was like, no. Like, this new type of beef, and, like, niggas be dying instantly. I'd be like, God damn. I hate, like, yeah. you know what's crazy? I can't stand, like, I know this is completely off topic, but at this point, we're at the back end of the episode, and this is just me rambling when it comes to hip-hop and music. I just don't like the way today, how fast music travels, and how much of a fuck niggas give a fuck about what another nigga just said about them. You know what, bro? That's what I was saying before. Like, streaming is a blessing and a curse, like, with te- how technology is yeah. nowadays. Technology is the reason why, or one of the reasons why, Music is traveling the way it is. Because, like, once you post something online, that's it. Yeah. Like, you can, there's no way of deleting it permanently. So, anyway. It's been another. another, Wait, before we wrap it up, do you got anything you want to say to J. Cole or Nas? If, by the grace of God, the will of God, that you do hear this, you two wonderful artists hear this. Just know y'all forever have changed my life yeah, and definitely. have been the reason that I thought differently about a lot of situations, particularly Cole, because it, like I keep referencing two songs that really changed my mind about a lot of shit, Premeditated Murder and Killers. Yeah. Killers helped me walk away from a lot of crazy situations because mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm not willing to take that route. I know you were exposed. Sorry, just random. I just thought of something random. I know you were exposed to... Nas when you broke in the hood, but you were you you got out before you started listening to Cole, right? I had moved by, with my dad by the time I was listening to Cole. So yeah. it was like before before he got exposed to Cole, or was it like around the same time? Well, when I moved, when he moved out, yeah. Oh no, and Cole, I moved out at like thirteen with my dad. Yeah, so this is like and Cole started. didn't come in until oh, like okay. I was sixteen, okay. seventeen. Right, I just wanted to make sure, just make yeah. clear. Okay, man, for me, man, what do I got to say, man? First of all, Nas, you were definitely. One of my biggest influences when a guy into hip hop, you will forever be. Sign me to Massacre. In my, shut the hell up. You will forever be in my top five. Uh, Cole, like like my boy Darion said, man, you changed. You're one of the few artists who changed my life. I still bump your music to this day. It'll that'll never stop. Just keep do, both of you. Just keep doing what you're doing. Stay true to yourself, and I, I pray to God one day, we can have a conversation with one of you. At least one of you, both of you. I mean, I have enough confidence we will, because I could see us having a deep conversation. 
But man, just you know, both of you just keep staying true to yourself and keep doing what you do. Um I was just about to say one other thing and mm-hmm. then maybe I wasn't supposed to say that. Maybe it was like yeah, I was like, nope, get out your mind, nigga. Uh <laughs> hold on, I'm gonna remember this on purpose. <laughs> we all gonna sit here with me until I remember this. What the hell was I about to say? I was thinking I don't want a chain. Why am I thinking about a chain? See, this is a PhD. <laughs> like, we're going to end the episode, and then it's going to pile, slap me right That's what I was going to say. You're probably, you're probably <laughs> and I'm like, God damn, why? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Watch, watch oh. like, in the episode. It's going like, to pop right back in. Jesus. Or you're going to text me right after I get out of here. I was thinking about, I said something, and it must appear. I was thinking about chain. I'm going to be hella mad, y'all, at this pop with my damn head so I cut this mic off, bro. <laughs> Whatever, man. Y'all know what it is. It's been another episode. Another great episode. Another banger. This might actually be my favorite uh, Clash of the Titans episode, actually. Really? This might be, because I enjoyed it, because we did one of Wayne and Pac, right? And then we did one of, we did one of Drake and Hove. And yeah, this one, I think, was... I think the most challenging thing with this episode was deciding who win the verses, but I think we both can agree on Cole on that one. Yeah. So. So yeah, man. This has been episode nine. Episode nine. Oh yeah. By the way, I hope y'all had a really great holiday season as well. You know what I'm saying? Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Umuja. Talking about people that, you know, celebrate Kwanzaa. I forgot which one we in. I don't know if we was in Nia or not. What stage we was in that other day. But you know what I'm getting at. Uh, I almost said Allah Akbar. Get me off this thing. Get me off of this thing, bro. <laughs> All right, but y'all know what it is, man. You can follow me at Bobby, a.k.a. Mr. 511 on Twitter. And just like I'm going to remind y'all again, I just uh, changed my... Twitter handle, so it's Bobby, aka Mr. Five One One. Everything now, so yeah, Mr. Five One One is up there now. He needs to be Twitter rich because y'all he changed something else. Y'all gonna see it though, my boy in there. Oh yeah, you gonna be in there too. Stepped you, in you, the game. You've actually been slowly growing too, bro. Yeah, now I need y'all to keep running it up because I don't know. I post random. You just gotta be, Twitter, you just gotta be more active, bro. I think, in my opinion, I get so sick of social media. I don't be knowing when I'm gonna be on it and all. You know what? You got you got to overcome the fear. I just be like, man, fuck this. This is retarded. Look at that squirrel dancing on the pole. Stupid. Get off the internet. Bye. No, but another thing too, bro. Like, and I know I'm gonna get. I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I promise y'all, twenty. I don't mean to give too much away, but twenty twenty three is gonna be. It's gonna be a problem. Yeah, because what y'all hearing right now ain't even been released just yet, but it will be up. By I'm just. I'm just giving y'all a preview of what's gonna happen. I don't, I'm just going to upload this just so y'all will hear this. And this will carry people who do want to listen to us for a little while. Mm-hmm. These next eight episodes, well, seven or eight episodes. Cause this is our ninth one, right? Ninth, yeah. yeah. Wow. So it's going to be eight of these mugs yeah. y'all can listen to. And one thing one thing I want to say, too, and I just want to say this right off the bat. You all got to keep in mind, we both work full time. 
but our ultimate goal is to make this full time. Yeah. So we really appreciate you all for the support in advance. I'm more than confident enough we'll get there. And, you know, because we're both Hustle City heroes. For sure, for sure. But, um, yeah, man, this has been a, another great episode. Um, yeah, speaking of Clash of the Titans, this has actually been, like, my favorite series so far. I mean, we're also going to talk about more St. Louis artists. Like, we got one that we're going to talk about. We're not gonna, I don't want to give the name out. Yeah. Yeah, but we, we've been talking about it for a minute now. But, yeah, we're going to definitely talk about more St. Louis artists because I want people to understand that we do have a lot of talented artists here in the city. Yeah. That's always going to be the first mission for yeah. us. It's to shine a spotlight on our city. I think with people, because I've actually, I don't think I've ever told you this, but like I've talked to people about us doing these Clash of the Titans yeah. um, series, and I think they're, even though I think even though I feel like they're going to gravitate more to that, but we're definitely going to try to expand our horizons a lot more in 2023. So I'm not going to give any details yet, but you'll, you'll all will see as soon as we get to that point. Yeah. Um... I ain't gonna give nothing away. Like you said, everything is you know top secret. But for a good cause, um, we will continue to shine a spotlight on the city's artists. Um, I'm also looking towards getting it for uh, both of us. We're looking towards to getting into more serious topics. You know, things yeah. that everyday things. But um, trying to be a little bit more versatile. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um, like I said earlier. I'm sleepy, and this has been another banger. Appreciate you, Joel. Always, brother, always. Um, Twitter, at Mahogany Mayhem. Instagram, 314 underscore Yogi. Um, I'll never give y'all my Facebooks. Ever. Can I ask you, can I ask you that? Like, why don't you want to give them? Boy, hell no, nobody finna find me on there looking ugly as hell and find my high school pictures of me looking goofy. And then find somebody I'm related to. Hell no, that's too personal. But Facebook, I mean, do you really give out your Facebook? I don't think I ever have, bro. It's like you can give out your Twitter because Twitter is your favorite toxic place. Yeah, so is yours. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is my favorite toxic place. You know what, though? I feel like like with Twitter, though, especially nowadays, it's easy to interact with more. Yeah. To interact more with people than it is on Facebook. Because Facebook, you can, like, keep it, like, strict, you know, with your friends. I mean, you can, like... And family. And family, yeah. yeah. That's how... That's why I don't really promote... To, at least to me personally, that's why I don't promote my Facebook. I might make announcements here and there, but I definitely use Twitter a lot more. I don't have... Now, for those of you... I know some of you have asked me this off the air, but, like, you know, why I don't have an Instagram. I'm just not a big... I'm, to me, me personally, maybe I should open one, but I'm just not a big fan of it in general. Facebook is just, it's like a rat race website. Well, I'm talking about specifically about Instagram. Like Instagram, I like Instagram. Yeah. I don't be on it as much, but my Instagram is about to start. All the videos I got from TikTok, I'm about to just start posting my funny videos on um, we're definitely, Instagram. We're definitely so. doing more visuals too. Like that's another goal. Yeah, visuals is about to be popping because yeah. we got to let Bobby go ahead and uh, get this. This one for this one particular artist. Yeah, that, I think I mentioned before. You got to pay attention to that one because he. I got to email his management team too. But well, we definitely got. We definitely need to. Because that's that's that might be one of the biggest. I'm actually hyped up on that one, bro. That one, my that one. We gonna put that. We ain't talk about it no more. No, no. That, that, no that, just know it's something in the bag. There's something in the bag. Bro. In the but it's working. And y'all gonna be like, damn, how they do that? I gotta get my fingers. Make sure my fingers stay crossed on that one, bro. For sure, we gotta keep DJ Salad out the way. Sick of him. So sick of him. 
Every episode, y'all can hear me say something you, about his ass. I'm you said DJ it. Salad. DJ Salad. That's his name. Man. That's that. Just know that's what I call him, DJ Salad. Oh I'm sick of his ass. But uh, but yeah, man. Don't give me your handles if you haven't. No, I, I just did. Oh, you did? I did. <laughs> oh, but then cut this mic off. I'm gone. Yeah. Peace. All right. Bye. Peace. Close mouths don't get fed on this boulevard. Boulevard. Boulevard.